listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Ooh, girl, your silhouette make me want to light a cigarette. My name Kanye from the Jigga said, Twister said, get it wet. Ooh, girl, your breath is harsh. Cover your mouth up like you got sars. Off them tracks, yeah, I bought them cars. Still kill a nigga off 16 bars. Sweat into the oldies. You juke into a Kobe. Maybe one day, girl, we could bone. So you can brag to all your homies now. I'll still mess with a big girl. If you ain't fit, girl, I'll still hit, girl. One and you brought two friends okay three more now hop in the bins photo do you know the difference between a five six seven eight hey welcome to the black guy who tells podcast your host rod and Karen. we are in the house on uh what's today tuesday mm-hmm. tuesday uh ready to do it big man just me and karen today back to the old school oski um and as always you know we have plenty of stuff to talk about um feel like you know with the the podcast reviews and all the guests sometimes you know we got to kick kick it back to the old school and and do it you know you know do it for the people like shirley Wan that's been with us since we couldn't have internet you know right um anyway this is the blackout test itunes stitcher problematic right five star reviews we all know the drill uh the blackouttest.com if you want to sign up to become a premium member the blackouttest.com slash premium uh and we will be doing something new this year for premium um we're gonna actually do a wrap-up review of game of thrones which we typically we just do the 10 episode recaps and i always thought that was enough but enough people have requested it that we'll probably do a recap and uh, i know randolph terrence wants to be on so should be fun it's just a recap of the entire season <coughs> yeah whole season you know all okay. season review um so ah that 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 yeah that that'll be fun and got some other ones as soon as i get my ass on the dvr we'll be doing some more mm-hmm. uh of course, uh, the official weapon of the show is the taser, an unofficial sport. It's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by tweakedaudio.com. Mm-hmm. Go to tweakedaudio.com, use code TBGWT, and you can get thirty three percent off of some nice in your ear, but in your ear, ear earbuds. Okay, guys, some nice headphones. Headphones are breaking out of time. Maybe you want to get your, your daddy some headphones for Father's Day. I don't know. Maybe you got a birthday coming up. Maybe you just want to treat yourself. How would you like some nice ear, earphones that aren't cheap? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference between something not costing a lot and something being cheap, like cheaply made. Mm-hmm. My, ear, my earbuds, I've had them for over a year and some change now. They've never broken. But what if they do break right isn't that the thing about earbuds every time you get them they do break and it sucks because you got to get more you gotta go back to the store you got you know you spend half a day at your cubicle like god like angry that you gotta go spend this money at at lunch right and and y'all know how it is you're short in one ear or the sound dips in and out or it's broke so you done rigged it together sort of halfway kind of sort of sit in your ear kind of just right even though you know it ain't right and you know you're like well i'll spend you know a few bucks on the cheap ones but you know you might as well get 10 of them because you're gonna run through them or you go i'll spend a little bit more and them shits end up tearing up too and they don't have lifetime warranties right well if you go to tweakedaudio.com and use code tbgwt you get 33 percent off you get free shipping and you get a lifetime warranty so i mean i really don't understand why you haven't done this already it's kind of an insult to us if you don't already own these earbuds okay um so let's handle that uh asap capiche all right let's get right into the news guys uh well, should we do rachel first 
uh, I, I feel like we'll just do Rachel first, and then we have time. We'll do other news, and then play the games. Okay. Because uh, you know, it's becoming a lot mm. like um the the Bill Cosby thing where every day and it's only been like five days more shit comes out mm-hmm. so let's see what's going on with uh with rachel this time uh fucking with white people pretending to be black people um all right so one of the things that that happened was um her art she because she's an artist that's one of the reasons she sued howard university is because she felt that her art was not as prominently featured and was taken down uh and it wasn't fair because as a she was being discriminated against as a white woman so she sued howard university Mm -hmm. so even though she describes herself as someone who has felt black since she was five years old and she claims to only have drawn herself with with brown crayons as a kid and all this shit um you know she's told that story multiple times come to come to find out apparently she was white enough to sue howard university for discrimination right and she lost the case but point being her her it was when when it was convenient to be white she was white right and blackness is not something you can take on and off with any sense of authenticity that i would respect you know like it's not it's not a cloak like i i don't get to opt out of my blackness that's that's really the the black experience in america is that you don't get to opt out of it you don't get to not care you don't get to 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 conveniently be like okay today i'm white and i'm suing because things didn't go my way you know now some people believe after that she did that lawsuit um and then once she lost she might have had some sort of mental attitude of like well since i lost my case I'm gonna, you know, I'll never be discriminated again by, by being black, which seems like a, a really bad, really bad plan. I don't know if she saw the news, but, uh, not, not, not necessarily the smartest move, but I guess if you operate in mostly pro-black and black spaces like the NAACP or black academia, maybe she thought that, well, this will actually make me untouchable to some extent. Uh, who knows? But anyway, back to the original story. Uh, you can own a piece of her artwork right now for just fifty thousand dollars. You want a you want an original Dolezal, Karen? Mm-mm, it's fake too, just like her. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, struggling artist, activist, and educator. She's uh, having a moment today on eBay, bidding on two pieces of art allegedly by herself, Dolezal herself start at five thousand dollars the seller invites you to own a piece of history the two pieces are thematically aesthetic and aesthetically similar one is of an older black man and one is of a young black boy both pieces are done in charcoal or on elk hide bridging rachel's young uh youth spent hunting elk in montana with her deep involvement in the black civil rights movement um according to the seller's description Bidding stars at five thousand, but you can drop a cool fifty thousand to buy either right now. Half of the proceeds from the sale will go to the Habitat of Humanity for Humanity. So something good will come out of that. Maybe that's the work everyone claims she's doing for the black community that nobody can come up with. Mm. You know. Um all right, so that was uh one story, her artwork. Uh I talked about that lawsuit. Let's go into detail. The NAACP official who today resigned in the face well yesterday resigned in the face of evidence that she masqueraded as black once once sued 
once sued howard university for denying her teaching post and scholarship because she was a white woman this is on the smoking gun rachel dolezal 37 uh, who headed the NAACP Spokane, Washington chapter, sued Howard for discrimination in 2002, the year she graduated from the historically black college with a master's of fine arts degree. Dolezal, then known as Rachel Moore, named the university and Professor Alfred Smith as defendants in the lawsuit in Washington, D.C. Superior Court. During the pendency of the civil case, Smith was chairman of Howard's Department of Art. According to the Court of Appeals opinion, Dolezal's lawsuit claimed discrimination based on race, pregnancy, and family responsibilities and gender. Uh, she, she alleged that Smith and other school officials improperly blocked her appointments to a teaching assistant post, rejected her application for a postgraduate instructorship, and denied her scholarship aid while she was a student. Keep in mind, Howard does not require that you put your race on any application when you apply uh now they did assume she was black because she sent all her artwork in which is all this like very like like the art we just talked about right it's Mm -hmm. like old black man young black kid so you know they just had this assumption she got there now the thing is a lot of people don't know this but karen and i actually went to hbcus Mm -hmm. uh and what i mean they don't know this i don't mean they don't know that part but they don't know that um hbcu we love white people right black people like i said black people more than anybody any other culture i've ever experienced ever experienced love people that love them and want to include them so much right we are the most accepting group and i think that's the shit that's fucking frustrating about the whole goddamn thing black people will accept anybody mexican chinese japanese we don't care come on yeah you married my second cousin and and you uh i ran come on in like we will love you as you are because we understand how it feels to be kicked out of groups we don't kick people out other people kick us out but we don't kick people out right um which is kind of a shame because even at this moment the easiest way out for rachel dolezal would be to just be like i apologize i messed up i you know i i basically um completely overstepped my bounds and i hope that the community can forgive me i really do care about the community and i do want to do good work like i said no one's shown us any of the work she's done but i do want to do good work i do want to you know like and i just went about it the complete wrong way and i hope that people can learn to forgive me and honestly give it a few months people would forgive her right there's people that have forgiven her now and there's people that are being nice to her now um and she hasn't backed down at all and people are already on some like she uh, you know what's the big deal you know and we'll get to some of the interviews and stuff but you know there's a lot of people that that are very accepting of her um anyway so um in her lawsuit um she oh yeah the lawsuit contended that howard was permeated with discriminatory in, intimidation ridicule and insult judge zoe bush dismissed dolezal's complaint february 2004 18 months after the lawsuit was filed and dolezal was deposed on several occasions um bush found no evidence that dolezal was discriminated on the basis of race or other factors the dc court of appeals subsequently affirmed bush's decision how following the dismissal of dolezal's dolezal's lawsuit and the court of appeals decision 
she was ordered to reimburse howard for a bill of cost totaling two thousand seven hundred twenty eight dollars fifty cent during the case she was also ordered to pay the university nearly a thousand dollars in connection with obstructive and vexatious court filing that sought to improperly delay her examination by an independent doctor dolezal's lawsuit included claims for medical and emotional distress damages according to a court document um and uh i actually read some of the court document but um the summary is pretty much that's correct you know what i mean um you know and i had an interesting conversation with um uh romaine of uh like three guys on romaine mm-hmm. letters and he was kind of like I, you know trying to give her the benefit of the doubt or whatever Mm-mm. and being like well it doesn't say what race she assumed she was when she said well it says what race she didn't think she was which is african-american so she was white when she went there or she was we know she was not black when she was there mm-hmm. and then suddenly she lost this case and you know uh, now she's black um like i said it could be just some type of weird snap from reality but uh i feel like it was a calculated deception at that point like you know whatever happened and that's and 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 honestly to a certain extent that's kind of racist right you know this idea and, and we see it happen all the time now we talk about it on our show constantly where this is like the polls the polarity is switched to where a lot of people walk around thinking black people get all the breaks in america right and we have all the privilege and we get all the rights and it is just a fucking flat out luxury in this great goddamn beautiful country in america to be black all of a sudden mm-hmm. um and especially with her having such a personal experience with that i wouldn't be shocked you know what i mean like i wouldn't be shocked if she went well i'll just adopt this like now now i'm black so they can't tell me no and i feel like a lot of the shroud of the being quote unquote down for the cause i think like while some people are going well if you're faking but you're down for the cause doesn't that mean that you're you know people should give you a pass no here's the thing here's the thing i just want to add real quick i see it the other way around where if you're faking the like the way the reason the way that the fact that people are saying that is why she wanted to be so down is because it does raise you to a level where a lot of people are too trusting to question so it's like it's like the best way if you're going to fake being a black person the best way to do it is to be above reproach by being as blackity black in the stereotypical ways that you can would assume so hey i'm not just gonna try to be uh black and blend in or just have an afrocentric lifestyle but you know kind of keep to myself no i need to be the head of the naacp in a in a in a place without without a heavy black population where i won't be able to be checked on it but i'll be able to you know um shroud myself in my activism and you can't be mad at me for being skeptical and critical of her activism she started this on a lie Mm -hmm. so now when do we get to a point where people lie and then we go well i trust them because there's a lot of people that trust her knowing that everything started with lies Mm -hmm. you know and i still like i said it on sunday and and i won't let it go i still am not past the idea that she possibly falsified these hate crimes right which damages our community so much so much people already treat the black community as a boy who cried wolf 
right for everything every time you bring a race it's it ain't real it don't exist every time you see a video of somebody getting shot killed stabbed by the police y'all making shit up they do the same thing to white people and it's and 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 for me it's just it's just very very frustrating and and it's very insulting yeah so you know that and like that part right there is really scary to me like one of some of the hate crimes were perpetrated against her own kids saying she found a noose in her home like who the fuck is like what work was she doing that the alleged magical uh white supremacist people needed to sneak into her home and hang a noose right mm-hmm. what, like what work was she doing all these controversial ass places that we have the naacp by the way right mm-hmm. all the places that we have them right dc new york uh you know um missouri like all these places where you have black people that get shot you have police beating black people up in the streets you have people arresting protesters to the tune of hundreds but spokane washington is where the The hate mail goes yeah the hate mail that somehow doesn't while it goes snail mail doesn't actually go through the postal postal system but does end up in your box where only you have a key and postal employees have a key that's it you know um so so that that's troubling by itself and i it's i can't even get past that part to to start giving out passes like who and i've seen people be like well she went about it the wrong way yada 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 you can't yada 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 that sorry that that's a huge problem you know um let's see what other uh things happen um actually some of these are think pieces i don't feel like reading all these think pieces um her brother blames howard university howard university for her racial like self-hatred now why would it be the university's fault i don't know but um you know i did predict the or oh i said it on facebook i guess i'll say it on the show now i think the next step in this rachel dozal shit is gonna be conservatives using this situation to say we need to stop teaching black history in schools and see her as a victim of like brainwashing and treat it as the ultimate example of what happens when white guilt is too much to bear for a precious little snowflake so we can't be teaching kids about any history that would paint white people in a negative light even if it's true because they what if they turn into rachel and they just lose their self-identity because they hate themselves so much um yeah her brother um breaks his silence if you darken your hair perm your skin become a baby mama have a bad attitude can you pass for a black woman for rachel dolezal this insulting stereotype worked for her as she assimilated into the black community in spokane washington a person might wonder whether dolezal was deceptive delusional or just plain crazy by the way for all this assimilating to the black community in spokane washington how come we haven't seen other black people from spokane washington talk about this is it just me right it's been a while no one else in the naacp got a word to say about this except that one brother that at the very beginning who had her back is he the black community like is that it there has to be other black people up there not to mention as a as a black person and i'm pretty sure i probably speak for most black people being part of NAACP doesn't necessarily mean you're part of the black community. Ain't that the truth? I don't mean that in any negative way towards the NAACP, but just saying that there's a ton of black experience 
that i i've never run into the naacp anything in my life you know what i mean like i've never been somewhere and be like oh naacp here you know oh oh you in the naacp i didn't know that you know like it's not this like like as a person from the outside looking in on our community you might see that as a litmus test as a black person that doesn't necessarily mean much Mm-mm. you know it, and that's not like i said and it's not offensive i'm not saying it to offend anyone in the naacp just saying work talks like like uh when i think of eldray williams i don't think naacp even though she's in it i just think of all the work she does right and then i just you know and then when she brings up being in NAACP, i'm almost like oh yeah i forgot yeah you're in naacp you know what i mean but so so it doesn't work the other way around unless you're outside our community you probably would think this is my seal of approval i'm an naacp oh well i can't question anything about your credentials right from the outside looking in so to me it's almost like her cover was better for white people than black people who are the black people that were fooled you know show me those people anyway um uh, according to her adopted brother who she claimed was her biological son is a bit of all three uh which means it's a bit of deception delusion and being crying crazy ezra dolezal 22 gave an in-depth interview to the media recently and made a few startling statements about his adopted sister by the way people are calling him a snitch and shit i don't even know what to tell you because then if when people are, do some crazy shady shit and no one speaks up everybody goes what the fuck with their family how come nobody ever said anything According to Ezra, in 2012, his sister decided to reinvent herself and break all ties with her life and family in Montana. She wanted to make me make a new life for herself, but she took it to the ultimate extreme. Not only did she move out to Spokane, she created a whole new identity for herself. That new life in Spokane also entailed creating a new racial identity. She just told me, over here, I'm going to be considered black. I have a black father. Don't blow my cover. But she's not lying, right? Ezra went along with the deception and never questioned his sister, but he did notice strange things like black hair products in the house. My younger sister, Esther, is fully African-American, and Rachel used to do her hair a lot. She really enjoyed it. So she already knew a lot about hair products and started applying them to herself. This included perming her naturally hair, straight hair, uh, blonde hair into black hairstyles. But rachel dozell did not stop at the hair. She also started using black cosmetic pro- products to darken her features then suddenly she began to officially identify herself as a black person according to ezra she she puts dark makeup on her face and says she's black it's basically blackface yeah yeah um and that's also funny too is like people that are suspicious of her family but not her who are these people what is wrong with you right like it's like something strange happens and people will go out to her family and go can you explain what the fuck's going on they're like yeah she's been tripping for a few years and we don't know what's up with her and and then people are like why did you talk to him like everyone like like if you fuck up in life like if my brother does something fucked up in life that i completely disagree with my new mission in life is to protect him his fuck up Mm -hmm. who believes that also like don't be my friend if you're that kind of person like fuck you like keep it real you know like i like i don't even understand that mentality of being like you know like if someone's just like yeah man uh we got your brother on tape uh killing people and i know my brother was crazy for three years i'm gonna be like yeah nigga been acting crazy i don't know what the fuck to tell y'all you know we couldn't stop it that's all i got you know but instead it's like no you're supposed to be like no he not crazy i'm in on the lie too get the fuck out of here 
hate when people do that by the way that uh that's the accessory after the faction i was talking about the other day where you do something now we in it fuck you Mm-mm. that ain't how this works nope you making decisions for my life now because you got because for your benefit for what did her experience at howard university have an effect on her ezra believes that rachel dolezal's behavior can be tracked back to uh his sister's attendance at howard university as a white student on the majority black campus she was a minority and because she chose african-american arts as her focus she stuck stuck out as a student ezra states that his sister encountered what amounts to reverse racism on campus and she felt that she was being treated differently by both students and faculty um okay mm-hmm. me and you both went to hbcu and there were uh white students that went to hbc to, to federal state university they actually lived on campus they were treated no differently than anybody well you want to know well here's the thing there's two folds right one it's it's the reverse polarity of being in that situation and a lot of people can't handle it and it happens to everybody where you fold in on yourself right like for example as a man right if i go to a baby shower and i'm the only dude there i all of a sudden i'm not i'm not used to being in that situation i have to deal with some different realities nobody might not even be thinking about my black ass right but in my mind who knows what i'm thinking you know now nobody wants to talk about the game anymore or you know no one's watching the same tv shows i'm watching or i'm being rude because i'm not you know going ooh and ah at all the presents or i don't know etiquette or i can't culturally fit in or whatever it is right and there's a lot of people that when you have privilege you don't even think about life from anyone else's perspective Mm -hmm. until you're forced in there right like i've i've talked to white people that think they've experienced racism because they went to a basketball court and someone called them the white boy whenever it's time to check up that's not like hey who's checking the white boy and they're like wow black people are just so racist (laughs) that's not the same right but but that is a common thing like if you talk to pretty much any white dude that has played basketball in a majority black situation they will kind of but the thing is though i i appreciate it because it is now a perspective that they did not have before true and a lot of times those are the coolest people like while they're not capable of truly understanding what racism is they are able to understand what being in the minority in a certain setting felt like for them and how belittling it can feel and how ostracizing it can feel and how now it's up to you to learn the cultural norms of someone else right well well some people see that adapt to it and flourish or see that adapt to it and survive some people see it and freak the fuck out like this lady did right now all of a sudden it's oh this these people are the real racist they're they don't realize that black people do that every single day of our life right and that's one of the reasons i love hbcus it's one of the places where black people the onus is not on us to code switch Mm-mm. the onus is no longer on us to have to uh you know adjust to how how's the white man gonna view us right. you know where it's just where it's just i'm learning and i can learn in my sweats i can learn with my pants sagging if i my want to dreads. i can learn with my yeah i can learn my dress my weave i can right i can learn your hair mm-hmm i can i can wear a basketball jersey to class like mm-hmm. i can you know i can do whatever the fuck i want and i don't have this this idea of like the 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 view of the white person on me where i'm constantly checking myself and like i said it's not for everybody Mm-mm. but that experience of community and togetherness that's a black thing like even if you went to a, a predominantly white school black student unions black fraternities like black people gonna get together we want to be comfortable 
and be able to relax around our, our each other right well a lot of times not even a lot of times very rarely really do white people have to experience this right and i bet she flipped the fuck out because she was like i'm no longer socially the coveted person and i don't know how to fit in and i'm not getting this extra attention this extra leg up i'm not getting this extra focus on me and you know her reaction was well since my shit isn't being coveted since i'm not being favored it can't possibly be that these other students are better than me right it can't be these other students are more qualified the only possible solution is that racism is happening to me and that is a very scary thing and i bet you that's what happened you know and i think that happens a lot but you know people you know it's like how every white person assumes every black person with a corporate job got that because of affirmative action you know it's that kind of thing where it's like where it's like you're inherently being racist and you don't even recognize your own racism right like you're inherently saying this person doesn't deserve this position obviously only a white person could be qualified for it but somehow a black person got in the door oh affirmative action um so yeah anyway um he says um because of her work in african art they thought she was a black student during her application but they ended up with a white person that this social rejection oddly enough caused her to not dislike black people but to hate white people for making black people not accept her yes it's confusing confusing in her delusional educated mind only she understood the impact of white supremacy and racism on black people as such she saw her inability to be accepted by black people on campus as a direct result uh impact of white racism so she hated white people for creating the discriminatory behavior on campus it was then that her brother ezra stated that rachel started being hateful to white people yeah this uh yeah conservatives are going to run with this if they haven't already rachel dolezal then went on to invent a life of oppression and rejection because she was a black woman and it worked she was she has stated that she was physically abused grew up in poverty in montana and rural mississippi despised by oh she also lied and said she lived in south africa too for a while anyway mm-hmm. and she also in had a tp right mm-hmm. many many different stories but hey she's not the one we should be questioning right despised by white people because of her black skin and social activism she claimed to be the target of multiple threats and hate mail this invented story gave her legitimacy and access to the black community and allowed her to become the head of the spokane naacp um yeah especially that part about uh, the oppression and growing up poor and her activism who whose story are you stealing right because it ain't your story that's not your life you know it's like every time i see someone say about the work she's doing i have to be like what work the work to keep her lie going the work to keep her lie above reproach that uh, is obviously brainwashed your ass you accepting right because you know when people go what's your work people have like a list of shit they she did this 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 she spoke here 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 she's done this 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 she got this award that i don't see any of that popping up in my timeline right if someone was like show me the work uh d-ray or netta or even you know feminist jones or l joy or june from harlem or like there's actual things i can be like oh yeah this this march this thing this program this job with her it's just a it's just a title right what's the work 
you know what i mean and what is and specifically what is the work that she did that a black woman doesn't do already come on now i haven't seen any i haven't seen anything she's done where i'm like well thank god rachel was on the job because no black person could have done that uh you know like it's it's amazing you know people people wonder like why it's so offensive it's it's thievery right right and 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 the 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 thing about it i know we have like you know a bunch of articles and stuff like that get it out um but i'm very mad and i'm very angry and i'm highly upset about the whole situation because when you know when you first talked about i was like oh okay you know it's one of those things where you see it and you don't really understand how crazy she is and how deep-rooted the situation is but then as the stories come out and the interviews come out and all this shit it goes from being funny to being not funny at all to me period like nothing about the shit is funny at all no more and it's just one of those things where uh to me i especially looking at social media i think that's where a lot of my outrage is coming from um because to me a lot of people are using her as an excuse for the hate against black women they're using her as an excuse uh for their homophobe and transgender Mm -hmm. they're using her as a scapegoat instead of talking about the things they really want to talk about which is irrelevant to her Mm -hmm. and i see you um you're making excuses for her and i said this on facebook and twitter and i mean this again y'all a lot of people are not sincere about their hatred because you let beyonce kanye west kim kardashian kendrick lamar jay-z or somebody else y'all motherfuckers hate there would be no sympathy there would be no empathy there'll be no excuses you would not have this oh let's see all the facts or oh let's do this you wouldn't hear any of that and also it's one of those things too that makes me highly upset i see a lot of black brothers coming in and just bashing black women and i have a problem with that too because let another black man die my timeline would have been goddamn flooded with anger men being upset videos pics mm-hmm. and guess who would have been right motherfucking there with you these same goddamn black women that you're using this white woman who's not black and flaunting in their face and telling them that they're not good enough and telling them that they're not black enough and telling them that the shit that they've been doing for years she can come in and she can do the same thing better than you fuck you fuck you i'm sorry uh, as if the spokane in naacp is somehow like this re- revered like oh the spokane in naacp is on it right. oh because rachel about to go in like you didn't know her fucking name until friday right right who and- are you talking about you know what i mean like you know netta you know deray you know brown blades you know these names when you hear them you know feminista jones you know people who are out in the streets doing work but you suddenly this woman it who's the ultimate like the ultimate irony of this thing is even through blackface her white privilege is protecting her right right and 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 and, and to me a, a lot of the, the the anger uh that i began to to get was from was was from the fact that a lot of black men are either silent mm-hmm. or either you 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 acting as though uh she's the face of what we should be and what's even more i I guess to me personally what's even more um 
insulting is that the silence what bothers me because there are men that are like this bitch ain't right no she ain't black and i don't want to hear anything but you either got the loud people out there that send just the most dumb and ignorant shit and giving her all the excuses in the world and want to hear you know her reasoning why and 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 all i do not care the bitch lied she lied she's not black she lied yeah that's period the, that's the, that's the the people that get it that are bothering me are more the people who are like i'm just being academic about it i'm just giving the benefit of the doubt meanwhile they're ignoring all the evidence about her lies right but somehow everything else is up to question though right the lawsuit is up to question the her family's up to question her brother's up to question other black women uh actual black women who are calling her out are up to question but she's not she's above reproach we need to understand her uh you know the, the we need to understand her delusion we need to examine her like how when a black dude shoots a should get shot by the cops we just find everything negative about him but when a white dude shoots up a theater we need to find out what what about his life went wrong that would make him you know do this we need to we need to talk about the sympathetic things that humanize that person we're doing that with her right now you know and this would not work the other way around if there was some nigga walking around talking about i'm white that plain as day you know black as fuck walking around talking about i'm a white person nigga there wouldn't be no interviews on my people would laugh that person off the tv they would just be like like fox news wouldn't want to interview that person cnn msnbc wouldn't be asking questions about can you be cis white and can you take on whiteness as identity we would not even be asking that they've done many specials on blackness on the n-word on uh black america we've never ever ever had this examination of whiteness and white america ever so to see people you know like i said i was disappointed man um people that i have some margin of respect for uh melissa harris perry ta-nehisi coase jelani cobb like to see them kind of like well let's just you know let's just muse over this let's just kind of let's just kind of have have some thought games with this where you're like what the fuck are you talking about how how can you even recognize the pattern of erasure that has happened to black women throughout history but ramped up as of late whether it's fake asses lip injections fashion trends that black women have been doing for years that are suddenly considered considered hip and coming like oh look timberlands are back you're like where did that go you know what i mean or uh look at the bold rocks braids that that kylie jenner is wearing you know like we've watched that happen to black women and i think they've been on alert for years like of the like they've always known like you know the the iggy azaleaization of black culture and the black women has been a thing for a long time where it's like i don't want to be you but i want to be you you know i want to take everything positive about your experience and make it my own i want to take cloak myself in your struggles now and make those my own so that i'll be above reproach and people will protect me because i'm a white woman if a white woman started a cult niggas would sign up tomorrow like black black dudes would be drinking kool-aid like mm, mm, this that good that good suicide white woman kool-aid it's different you know some somehow they ice is cold over here right um so to see that happen i think black women have a visceral reaction because it's like you're i'm looking at a fraud i'm looking in the mirror at a fake me and a lot of black men 
don't have that visceral reaction because of two things one it's not us right right so we don't have the, the just a visceral reaction that we would have when you're like that person is trying to be me and it and it's pissing me off because they're mocking all the stereotypical things about me but they can't have my experience in this country so they don't they can't be me and they don't know me and they don't know my experience and they should not be paid to tell people my experience right that's the and then the second thing is and and this is more of a subliminal thing and like i said i don't know exactly how to flesh it out but black men are still sexually and romantically coveted by people like this and black men have a long history of trading our favor for that even as it is belittling and stereotypical the way that we are coveted by people like this right where like like look at instagram pages of white models who twerk and shit and then they calling people the n-word and people let it slide because it's like oh she 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 be shaking her ass into rap music so if she just want to say nigga that's cool like what's you know hey she's just a cool white girl you know now they wouldn't let chet hayes slide on that right but but somehow because we know that that girl is possibly coveting the black dick you have guys being like i'll make it i'll allow it right and and also i think uh i'll the, the thing that bothers me too is that uh, for a lot of people, for especially a lot of black men, this is their way. A lot of these arguments is is, the, is, is their way of putting black women in their place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's more of your anger is not valid. You, who are you to be mad? You don't have the right to be mad. Who are you to question her? Um, and, or just also like, because there are some dudes doing that, but there's a lot of dudes just on some. I'm not mad. You know, I'm just I'm just tapping out. I just I I don't even care. It's not even a big deal. I don't know why everybody's talking about it. Right. And that's the thing to me that's infuriating because it's like, how many times does some shit happen to black men in this country, and and the front lines are black women being like, you're not gonna do this to our husbands, sons, and 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 brothers. You're not gonna do this. Right. And I got to sit there and look at my Facebook timeline and look at my Twitter timeline and watch you tweet and post about that bullshit for hours. For hours now on something right. that matters to you because you can relate. Mm-hmm. I have to look at this and I don't mind looking at this and I'm just as angry and just as furious as you are, but it's not reciprocated and that's the problem. And then when black women say that black men don't care about them. They don't right. love them. They treat them like shit. Right. They, they beat them. That. They right. abuse them. They rape them. They kill them. When women say that, when women say, all I want you to do is respect me. All I want you to do is love me. I do not care who you marry, but don't marry outside of the race just because you hate black women. And people don't want to talk about that either, but that's a real thing. Right. Some black men have issues with their mothers and their sisters and how they raise and they want to deny their blackness and the one way to deny your blackness is to shit on the people that are in your group right the people that love you care about you birth your children 
they're there wiping your ass they're there taking care of you they're there when nobody else is they're the only one sometimes in your motherfucking corner and then you turn around and spit on their face and go well this white woman that's what makes people angry and that's what makes women upset it's deeper rooted issues and no i'm not speaking about everybody when i say this but there are a percentage of people and they cover that bullshit up with these articles posting all these bullshits posting pics of this woman and then posting pics of black women with their hair blonde you, you tell me how can you be mad about this but you can't be mad about this bitch they didn't say they was white right okay you know and 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 and, and i think that's the way a lot of my frustration has become because this is something i've been thinking about all day and, it, and, and 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 i'm to the point where i'm highly upset of the ignorance and the stupidity yeah people of people. Have, people have said like um i've seen people say stuff like well yeah who represents the race better her or Nicki minaj like first of all what do you mean represent the race you know what i mean first of all get that shit out of your mind people are individuals second of all she ain't part of your, the race so if that's you know who represents the race better michael mcdonald or me you know who represents the race better a a a, a bear smoking a bear or chris tugger like that's the question you asked me right and- roger rabbit or um lebron james like one of these things is doing its own thing one of these things is not the same right and 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 the the problem is that my biggest thing bottom line and 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 where most black women's anger coming is coming from the bitch ain't black y'all she is not motherfucking black she is not black i want people to understand that she's not black and that's the part that infuriates me when you come and talk to people you go the bitch ain't black well what are we talking about she lied right the fact that she opted out of blackness right long enough to sue howard right for discrimination mind you and then suddenly it's like well now i'm black and since 2012 i'm, I'm black now y'all I can, I can just put that on i don't need the experience or anything right right and, and and the thing about it is that people people don't see and particularly the anger for me towards black men about this but not all black men but black men about the situation that you act like our anger is not valid mm-hmm. you act like us being mad that she is pretending to be one of us like we don't have the right to say bitch you don't belong here right meanwhile if it was like sammy sosa remember when sammy tried to write that white rock that white face shit well, he just tried to bleach his skin. People were getting in on that motherfucker so hard. He was a running joke. He was on the front of every sports center, every, uh, you know, PTI, every website. It was a running joke that this motherfucker would dare think he just gonna bleach his skin, skin to be a white man. Right. It was a joke. There was no talk of transracial. Transracial is racial tourism. It only works one way right you know what i mean for white people that's it and it never works the other way and 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 i think the also for me personally a lot of my anger comes from comes from this be yourself be yourself she could have did and accomplished the same things that she was doing and it meant and it be more meaningful if she was just herself you can't even be the leader of an organization that champions causes if you're not authentic right if you want any level of respect authenticity is 100 percent it and once you lose that you become a joke to a lot of people you know how many times like al sharpton has to fight every single day for everything he gets because people have mostly looked at him as your joke 
you may you misstepped enough times for us to be like fuck you you're a joke every single day right every a man that we know is black every single day if you bring his name up on twitter you're gonna get hit with a he's a joke fuck him he don't really care about the community but this woman above reproach right we can't cite a single thing she's ever done but she but what we do know is she's already above reproach right and 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 for me that's the part that's very 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 frustrating because people act like black people would not have accepted her in their blackness with her being a white woman come on now Mm -hmm. the most accepting group of people in america right the, the the group of people who knows that there is no way the freedoms and the rights that we have today would not be accomplished if white people did not care also we know that some white people will never ever care about our plight unless it comes from another white person's mouth black people have been screaming and yelling from the sides of buildings getting shot getting beat all this shit has been happening to us for years but for some reason when a white person tells another white person hey that's wrong all of a sudden their mind opens up even though black people have been saying this shit for years so we need each other we need each other for things to be accomplished so my, my my problem um, when you look down it's like just be yourself yeah when you look at like tim wise or jonathan stewart how many times you see a video passed out that is the same exact thing i've seen a thousand black people say but someone recorded on the daily show uh bill maher said it john oliver said it uh tim wise said it and then all of a sudden white people that never get it get it because they they just could not have heard it from you it doesn't matter if you said the exact same thing nope it's like you're talking gibberish to them Mm -hmm. so for her to cover herself in blackface has to be for her personal motivations for her personal gain for her personal like you know esteem because it can't possibly be to help the cause because that's the that's the least effective way to help us we already have people doing this shit you didn't help us you didn't teach us you didn't lead us we have people who do this you didn't do anything but take somebody's spot right you know especially the fact that she got paid to give speeches about her black woman experience right and about her black natural hair right that you've never had so you you're you just stolen from someone that's how i look at you took food out of somebody's mouth i'm supposed to respect you right and and to me something else that that bothers me about the situation there are black women that look exactly like her and it's very insulting to these women right i had to see nick jew's daddy i went to her facebook <laughs> page went through all her pictures you we, know? we had to see if she was authentic I, yeah you know I'm I'm, I'm 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 questioning everybody now i'm definitely looking twice at justin right i'm looking Nobody at you Linda, nope, brother no one enjoyed it enjoyed that 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 voice he did yesterday only a white person would think that was funny right uh she wrote she she resigned on facebook as the spokane naacp which by the way this joint is hilarious okay let's actually start <laughs> let's actually start with this part first there was she was supposed to address the media monday right right uh there it's but she wanted to have a meeting with the spokane naacp first which they have a scheduled meeting like every second or third monday uh, monday of every month so they were going to have this meeting she first of all postponed the meeting which she can't do (laughs) that's not her office that's not her decision while she may be the president it needs to be a vote within the committee to postpone the meeting 
so she basically lied and said uh the meeting's postponed and because she controls the actual accounts of the spokane naacp twitter and facebook and stuff it seemed like oh the spokane naacp is canceling the meeting no so then they had a guy come out um and say like we did not cancel that meeting and she doesn't have authority to do that so 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 all of a sudden it was like oh wait a minute seems like somebody lying right and so once that happened and they decided we're actually going to have the meeting with or without you correct you know because she was actually rejecting black women's um what do you call it um like uh attendance to the meeting like no you guys can't y'all can't come to the meeting you know they were going on twitter you know you can't control the narrative once it's out so they were going on twitter like the fuck you talking about i can't go to the meeting my black ass will be there and ain't shit you could do about it right so all of a sudden she resigns so because because she just could not control the narrative she was going to fight on that lie as long as she could delay it and all that shit but apparently that's that's some bullshit so here's what she wrote dear executive committee of the naacp members it is a true honor to serve in the racial and social justice movement here in spokane and across the nation many issues face us many issues face us now that drive at the theme of urgency police brutality biased curriculum in schools economic disenfranchisement healthy inequalities and a lack of pro-justice political representation are among the concerns at the forefront of the current administration of the spokane naacp and yet the dialogue is unexpectedly shifted internationally to my personal identity in the context of defining race and ethnicity i have waited in deference while others express their feelings beliefs confusions and even conclusions absent the full story i am consistently by the way a full story she is not she is absolutely not intent on delivering okay i will cover that later she's been interviewed i can play those I am consistently committed to empowering marginalized voices and believe that many individuals have been heard in the last hours and days that would not otherwise have had a platform to weigh in on this important discussion. So now her ruse being uncovered was for our benefit, everybody. Many people wouldn't have been able to be heard if not for her being discovered. Thank God. Man, thank you so much for putting in that work for us because you know we wouldn't have been able to use social media without you, Mm -mm. the white martyr she died for our sins additionally i have always deferred to the state and the national naacp leadership and offer my sincere gratitude for their unwavering support of my leadership through this unexpected firestorm while challenging the construct of races at the core of evolving human consciousness we cannot afford to lose sight of the five game changers criminal justice and public safety health and health care economic economic sustainability education economic sustainability and voting rights and political representation that affects millions often with a life or death outcome the movement is larger than a moment in time or a single person's story and i hope that everyone offers their robust support of the journey for the justice campaign that the naacp launches today i'm delighted that so many organizations and individuals have supported and collaborated with the spokane naacp under my leadership to grow this branch into one of the healthiest in the nation in five short months in the eye of the current storm i can see that a separation of family and organizational outcomes is in the best interest of the naacp you see how she low-key putting that resume out there yeah i made I, i built this naacp and made it good but hey it's not about me guys 
it it is with complete allegiance to the cause of racial and social justice and the NAACP that I step aside from the presidency and pass the baton to my vice president, Naima Qualls Burnley. Check her resume. Let's see what her parents look like. It is my hope. What if it's just her, but darker? Ah, Naima Qualls Burnley. Yes. Um, it is my hope that by securing a beautiful office for the organization in the heart of downtown, bringing the local branch into financial compliance, catalyzing communities to do strategic work in the five game changer issues, launching community forums, putting the membership on a fast climb, helping many individuals find the legal, financial, and practical support needed to fight racial race-based discrimination. I have positioned at Spokane NAACP to buttress this transaction. Like I said, it's a resume. Look at all these things I did. Hopefully that had, you know, hopefully these Negroes can handle it without me. Mm. Please know I will never stop fighting for human rights and will do everything in my power to help and assist, whether it means stepping up or stepping down, because this is not about me. It's about justice. This is not me quitting. This is a continuum. It's about moving the cause of human rights in the black liberation movement along the continuum resistance to chattel slavery to abolition to defiance of Jim Crow to the building of Black Wall Street to the civil rights and black power movement to the Black Lives Matter movement and into a future of self-determination and empowerment. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just, oh, it's like buzzword, 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 buzzword. With much love and commitment to always fight for what is right, good and good in the world, Rachel Dolezal. So yeah, she quit. Um, I really love how she didn't address anything. Mm-mm. Not not even an apology. Nothing. Why? Why? Why should she? Why? Why? Yeah, like, I mean, niggas ain't holding her feet to the fire on right, that. Right? Like, so. you know, why should she be held accountable? Why? You know, why should she apologize? And also, this one little thing: when people act like you can't be crazy, insane, a liar, and like deceitful, all wrapped in one. Like you can't be crazy and map shit out purposely mm-hmm. deceive people you know right. we catch people that do this shit all the time and they're bright and intelligent but for her when you start saying hey y'all she crazy people won't go well that's an excuse no it's not mm-hmm. she lied and you know people no 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 you could be all this and still be wrong right and the fact that people keep excusing the bad shit she did on some like but she did some good shit too that they by the way some good shit that they can never ever name right, right. nothing specific no numbers no specific events no, just 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 good right just good the fact that they excuse it it's really infuriating because there are black people that did that work before her didn't need to do these lies right so what is what is your point and and also you're, you're acting as if it wouldn't have got done if not for this woman and her lies and that's just pure bullshit right she, she's not one of a kind she's not special that's your that's the way you feel about white supremacy just subconsciously leaking into you the way that you think about this topic where only a white person could have done this like like you're watching fucking um you know um what is that fucking movie where uh the teacher comes into the black high school and uh um coolio made that song uh gangsta's paradise you know what i'm talking about whatever that like you're spending like you're really Um, spending this into she came in and educate something minds something i don't know oh dangerous minds dangerous minds yeah Yeah. you're you're spending this into dangerous minds right just absent any proof of it just your narrative is well no she helped everybody and taught the black kids to read you're like 
where are you getting this from <laughs> right where's the work you're talking about because so many people if you're and maybe it's just because you're not in the know but if you're not in the know shut the fuck up and read mm-hmm. you can easily learn this stuff you know i've i've read enough articles to be like all right you know and i and i'm and i'm not even talking about the opinion pieces just straight up like oh this happened and then this happened right and and my thing is this isn't it insulting for the white people that are part of the NAACP that are white? They's like, hey, we here too, though. Like, right. we didn't lie to, to well, you, kick it. You know what it is, though? Like I said, white people for the first time being in a minority in certain situations. I read an article today that was like in the Washington Times, I think, about a woman who also has curly ethnic features. She's Jewish, and she joined, like, the Black Panthers group of in like 2002 when she was 19 or something Mm -hmm. and she talked about how since she looked more ethnic people kind of gave her a pass on certain things and when women that looked like um like rachel dolezal before she was rachel dolezal back when she was rachel moore you know looked very white when they would make comments about well this is just isn't it really just economic and not racial and stuff like that and how people would like roll their eyes and kind of like deride them or just not treat the idea seriously um and she was like you know i never experienced that but what she doesn't go on to tell you is that well she probably wasn't saying those stupid ass questions either right right isn't it just really about the money like she knew to shut the fuck up um because that's you know that's like fucking racism 101 right oh it's really the money and then they, like like one as if black people don't know that and then two as if that's how racism works like no because when they see a rich nigga they hate his ass too mm-hmm. so that's racism for you it ain't about the money you no. know so so then her her thing was like well the way that they treated those people i'm sure they wish they could like basically put on a mask so that they could not have to experience that level of you know admonishment for or just like oh you're not you're not considered black and i had people say well how can you have inclusion um as a white person into this group if they won't let you be black you're what the fuck are you talking about right you can't just be black that there's not that's like just a immutable fact like that's like saying why can't i be included the only way to be included in something is to be that kind of person like so i can't be included into and it's a very like first grade way to think right but i can't be included into a circle of friends i have white friends me too i don't try to be white when i'm around them yep and i don't go well i'm not truly your friend until you recognize me as a white person that's not friendship is all at all right and they will look at you like you're insane not just that i don't want that right i want to be recognized as an individual and the things that bring me as an individual the things that i bring to the table for myself in my own experience i don't want to copy yours you know i have an identity and i and and it's valuable to me right and it's valuable to whatever i bring it towards right so these like i think that's the fundamental difference is a lot of times white people just have never been in anything where people weren't just saying to them like yeah you're just not high on the totem pole right now you're 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 just like anybody you're you know we're like sometimes you fuck up and we're just not gonna be kind about it sometimes you have to push your ego to the side and be like all right i i don't know what i'm talking about right now you know and our society doesn't really 
put that on white people in general but it puts it on every other type of person correct right it doesn't put it on men in general but it puts it on women right right like you have to fall back sometimes and when you're in a situation where you in your mind you haven't really played it out to that oh wait a minute i'm the one that needs to fall back so you you bristle up when that happens to you and rachel completely goes off the deep end but this lady was like you know i left after my boyfriend quit i don't know if she was rebelling against her parents or what but her i was like your experience isn't like rachel's no it's it's not at all and what's funny i was listening to npr and what's funny is all of a sudden people want to question what is race and is race real the construct of race and all this other bullshit and like race don't matter race motherfucking matters it was not constructed by black people in the first place mm-hmm. it was something that was constructed by white folks to to for the divisions and now all of a sudden because you have a white woman wanting to be black all of a sudden race don't matter something that you right. started all of a sudden now does not matter because she does not fit the narrative of what's black and what's right and what's this and what's that no it doesn't mm, no it doesn't matter because a white woman wants it it ain't even about all that other shit it's like i said it's the ultimate white privilege that's what's amazing to me even in wanting to be black she has white privilege right we wouldn't do this with anyone else with no we simply would not we wouldn't even do this with a white dude it, when Ch- hey said that shit we universally mocked him white black alike like this white dude thinks he can say nigga well this is the ultimate example of saying the n-word this is it this is the ultimate example and people don't like i don't like that as a litmus test fuck you you know it's true right this is the ultimate example of a person shrouding themselves in enough blackness to where they feel like yeah now i can say the n-word right except her n-word is putting on blackface going out and being like i am black and i have a black woman experience and i'm going to sell it and monetize it and no one should ever question me about it right and 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 it's just funny listening to people talk about these things and now people know what is whiteness motherfucker it's the standard it's the mm. standard right. and people act like you know all of a sudden you know everybody begin to question all this bullshit but at the end of the day race matters people treat people want to pretend like race doesn't matter because it's a white woman that wants to be black but if it was a black woman that wanted to be white we would be having the same conversation she would be all kinds of niggers and you would tell her to get the fuck out of here so i don't want to hear it right like even the black even the black people that operate in really conservative racist spaces such as like gop black chick or you know um you know the republican nominees that are black people even those people trade on their blackness they don't go i'm white they show up and go black people ain't shit you white people are right i agree with you and they get it patted on the back boy. but at no point can they go i'm gonna leave my blackness behind because then you have no value to them the only value you have is a cudgel against black people so so like is there's no there's no similar situation period um so yeah that uh lawrence burnley wrote in a response challenging her authority to delay the meeting i'm puzzled by your decision to arbitrarily cancel postpone the meeting without input from the executive committee which is scheduled to meet today the association's bylaws provide specific guidelines concerning monthly general branch meetings article 4 section 1 states regular meetings shall be held on a fixed day or day each month that date is agreed upon by the executive committee is the third monday of each month which is tomorrow I don't see any language in the bylaws that empowers you or any other member to arbitrarily cancel postpone tomorrow's meeting. And after that, she resigned. Yay! 
yeah because she knew she showed up she was going to answer questions people going to ask her all types of shit yep and you were going to look dumb he also uh objected to her attributing the announcement to the spokane naacp chapter this is misleading as it conveys a decision has been made by the chapter or the executive committee of the chapter which is not the case it was just her telling these niggas what to do because how dare y'all call her out right right um let's get into some of these interviews and stuff man because um i say they're interesting i don't even want to play the clips of people defending her but raven simone and Whoopi goldberg of course right yeah that's not surprising though what else is new right Right. okay (laughs) all right Right. (laughs) here's now uh there was a very misleading article on um on bossip what else is new the title was like rachel dolezal drops the n-word shit like that and they do more harm than good with that because she didn't you know what i mean like she said nigger like she was like kids in school count uh were, were confused about you know places in africa my son is black and they said niggeria and it's nigeria and they were they were trying to count that like see look at her and i was like why you gotta frame a guilty person you don't even need that in the headline just the fact that it was a five-part interview with her gift talking about her experience in america as a black woman that's enough she's a liar you know what i mean she gave this interview for a girl's senior thesis just before any of this popped off and the whole thing was here's my experience in america as a black woman she's trade like and you go what is she getting from this she's trading off of it right anyway here's a clip one of the ones i saw i, I you know because i listened to this whole thing y'all welcome by the way most of us boring and just laughable but here's one of the clips i thought was interesting markers and, and structures to oh wait let me turn it up different ways. so there's a lack of understanding i think in in general about how and why black people look very different yeah and do, you know, it's like we're people, you know, we do all kinds of things, good and bad, you know. And I remember in undergrad school one time, somebody was like, oh, I love black people, like black people are so noble and they're just so wonderful and so beautiful and so and just thinking, okay, but that's, that's not humanizing because that noble savage myth really basically, uh, it's kind of like the Uncle Tom sort of okay, you know, the good black person is always there for um, white people or for who, you know, would never do a thing wrong. And um, it's also kind of the other side because you, you, you dehumanize by, like, making someone less than and then elevating them to a status is also... Right, but, but that's not necessarily elevation because yeah. we have bad days. Yeah. You know, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so being human is going to be the full spectrum all right so i want to stop it right there her reasoning her thing was basically it's offensive when white people say oh well being well black people are so beautiful and noble and you know and that's also offensive because you know and this as you can hear from the tone of the conversation she's not saying third hand this is her going as a black person right Mm -hmm. i find these things offensive but but in her interviews and shit she's like well i thought black pe- black is beautiful and you know i just wanted to you know 
to 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 spread that word and that message and you're like wait a minute that's the same thing that you said is dehumanizing now you say you identify as black and it's not now it's not dehumanizing but but okay i i I guess you know i guess um let's see she had an interview on the oh wait actually before i even get to that oh great now my computer's moving slow give me a second close firefox and reopen it um give me a second um and as always when we do something like that we'll play some music so you guys can enjoy uh what do i have on my rachel dolezal list yeah uh, <laughs> how about this now i've never been one to knock the next man for getting his you know what i'm saying right right and i do realize that hip-hop is now a form of showbiz uh-huh but this has always been something with which you have to be true so in the year of 1992 now this is how we do at the age of 19 scene, a lot of him that do not come clean Frontin' on dealing hard times and rhymes You see them in the streets and you see no signs Up to hell and they get on stage and tell Some old cornball war story Ring the bell Word. You're faking the funk Talking that extra hard junk You're probably a punk And I'ma let you know That this way you just don't cut With the artificial flow Neat dicks gotta break back the next When fake try to front They'll get smoked like brunch My rhyme penetrate like skunk Get your word up I think they're faking the funk You're faking the funk So yes, yeah, she went on the Today Show and gave her interview this morning in the quote-unquote orange room with Matt Lauer, um, who you know asked some pretty good questions. But you only have like five minutes to do a whole interview, and like she did a lot of it's complicated, and you know, like anytime she was confronted with like a yes or no, like you need to explain this shit mm-hmm. um, question, it just got into like some well i couldn't possibly take the time out to explain that to you because it's just too much man why isn't that playing let me see maybe this will you've changed your appearance your your complexion appears darker than it did 
in the photos of you as a young lady, have you done something to darken your complexion? I certainly don't stay out of the sun. Rachel Dolezal, good morning. Nice oh, to see cool. you. Here it is. Nice to see you too. You've had a busy week. All the headlines, top trending item on Twitter. You resigned your post at the NAACP, and you've started a, a discussion on race and what it means in this country. Did you started a discussion? And they act like that byproduct is something she intended. Right. right. Like she should get credit for that. Like, thank goodness you mm-hmm. were here. Otherwise we wouldn't have gave a fuck about them niggas. Yeah, we didn't talk about now. we don't talk about race enough. Did this come as a surprise to you, or did you always expect the lid would be blown off your story at some point? The timing of it was a shock. I mean, wow. The the timing was completely unexpected. Um as to as to the second question, I I did feel that at some point I would need to address the complexity of my identity. Let me just say, we can't talk about the big picture that you have created without talking about the small picture first. Let me just ask you the question in, in simple terms again, because you've sent mixed signals over the years. Are you an African American woman? I identify as black. You identify as black. Let me put a picture up of you in your early 20s, though. Mm-hmm. And when you see this picture, is this an African-American woman? Or is that a Caucasian woman? That's I, not in my early 20s, but... That's um, a little younger, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was 16 in that picture. Is she a Caucasian woman or an African-American woman? I would say that visibly she would be identified as, as white by people who see her. But at the time, were you identifying yourself as African-American? In that picture, during that time, no. Your parents were asked this question this week, and they didn't have any trouble answering it. Here's what they said. She's clearly our birth daughter, and we're clearly Caucasian. That's just a fact. Your father went on to say she's a very talented woman doing work she believes in. Why can't she do that as a Caucasian woman, which is what she is? How do you answer that question? By the way, the people that are like her snitch-ass parents, they haven't talked in years because she broke ties with them suddenly. Right. I, they probably think the media is the closest they're going to get to getting a fucking answer out of her anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, well, first of all, I I really don't see why they're in such a rush to um, whitewash some of the work that I have done and who I am and how I've identified. And this goes back to... Is this what is the work? And what are they whitewashing? Right. Other than your makeup that you put on your face. They're saying... You're white. Right. Is that taking a, Does that mean your work doesn't count anymore? Is that how... Maybe that tells you a lot about her delusion and why she does what she does. She doesn't think white people's work counts. Maybe that's why she didn't want Tim Wise to come speak at that university. Or maybe she thought he would see her and be like, you white. Very early age <laughs> yeah. with my self-identification with the black experience. Um, as, as a very young child. When did it start? I would say uh, about five years old. You began it, identifying yourself as African American? I was drawing self portraits. With- now, this is weird, right? Because she just said at 19 or 16 or whatever, she would not say she identified as African American. Right. Or black, but, okay, at five now, she did. The brown crayon instead of the peach crayon and. Yeah, she said she she used to draw herself with the brown crayon instead of the peach crayon, and her parents, uh, shout out to pettiness, were like, "That ain't true." 
like her parents are like no she never drew herself with the brown crayon in our house no that's bullshit like you know black curly hair and you know yeah that that was how, that was how i was portraying myself so it started way back then rachel when did you start and i'll use the word you can correct me if you don't like it when did you start deceiving people and telling them you were black when you knew their questions were pointed in a different direction when someone said to you back then are you black or white and you'd say i'm black you didn't say i i identify as black you'd say i'm black when did you start deceiving people well, I do take exception to that because it's, it's a little more complex than, than me identifying as, as black or answering a question of, are you black or white? I was actually identified when I was doing human rights work in North Idaho as first transracial and then- For the record, okay. Um, one thing that's funny here, she didn't really answer the question. No! Right? As the way to, she's definitely deceived people if you tell them a lie, right? that you decided that i'm going to deceive these people she's told this story before she said when she received threats uh the first when it was like something little she was described as transracial transracial for the record doesn't mean what people are saying now transracial means you're an adopted family right her family did adopt black kids but she's not transracial at all her family she has a transracial family. family um her she's adopted black kids and then she was in a family from a family that adopted black children that's what they meant by transracial she just threw that transracial thing in here now like also i'm like yeah at first they used to call me transracial by the way i'd love to read that article right love love for that to see that link uh but anyway she goes on basically to kind of say like as more bad things happened to her she was considered more black here we go as black or answering a question of are you black or white I was actually identified when I was doing human rights work in North Idaho as first transracial. And then when some of the opposition to some of the human rights work I was doing came came forward and started, the next newspaper article identified me as being a biracial woman. And then the next article, when there were there were actually um, burglaries, nooses, et cetera, was this is happening to a black woman. And I know for the record never found people that burglarized her put the nooses up or any evidence who did it mm, just taking a word same thing with those letters but that's what started all this shit. that's what got her in the paper for the people going her parents out of her that's what made people go look for her parents <laughs> right they didn't come looking for the news they didn't call anybody they didn't out her corrected well why didn't that. you correct it you knew it wasn't true well because because it's more complex than you know being true or false in that particular instance but the cynics and the skeptics mm-hmm. will say you did yeah it's not it, it's more complex karen I, I can i use that now when well i found this number in your pocket uh, it's more complex than finding a number in my pocket mm-hmm. right <laughs> who's this who's this woman you've been seeing uh it's more complex than seeing a woman karen those reports, correct those reports. because it worked for you because it helped you meet your goals mm-hmm. is that fair I don't think I don't necessarily think that's fair. I think um, over not not just at that time, but before then, too, I have had to answer those who have seen me. And because I'm a black hairstylist, have, uh, you know, have styled my hair in many different ways, um, have been identified as mixed, light skinned, black, et cetera. And, you know, I've, I've had to answer a lot of questions you've, throughout my life. You've changed. 
but you did that because you want them to ask though you want them to assume Mm -hmm. like that's the thing she keeps saying like coincidentally i tried to make myself like a black woman and people start thinking i was black and i mean people just you know it's a coincidence it's not a deception i wasn't trying to make them think Mm. i just i just never ever corrected them or you know and i actually gave speaking engagements based off of black women's experience and charged for it and made money and that's how i got my make my living right Your, your complexion appears darker than it did in the photos of you as a young lady have you done something to darken your complexion i certainly don't stay out of the sun you know and um i so it's just a tag here no she you know when you out you know into the NAACP offices apparently it's very very hot outside in uh in All spokane washington in spokane washington you know how many tan white people come from spokane washington Karen? look how tan they are it, i also don't as as some of the critics have said put on blackface as a performance yeah let me let me address that because some people have said that the way you've changed your opinion is akin to putting on blackface and jonathan capehart wrote in the washington post blackface remains highly racist no matter how down with the cause a white person is do you understand what he means by that absolutely absolutely do you agree with it i have a huge issue with blackface this is not some free birth of a nation uh, mockery blackface performance this is on a very real connected level um, how I've, I've actually had to go there with the experience, not just a visible representation. Go, how do you go there with the black experience? What does that mean? What I don't do you think she means by that? I don't know. But you know what? I think sometimes some people feel like if they're around a culture, um, kind of they become part of the culture and in their minds, they feel like they've experienced what the people have experienced with that, but that's not this, true. These are her bona fides. That's why I don't trust her work, quote unquote. The work, you know, the imagine the work we've never heard of, no right. specifics ever. Well, what a accolade, right? Right, but I don't. That's why I don't trust this shit because anytime she brings it up, it's almost as if to say, well, the true black experience means I'm doing this work, so therefore, you know, I didn't just try to, I didn't just try to pass as black. I tried to be black and a black black in the stereotypical ways that I think blackness happens, you know? Right. What, being a single mom, getting my hair styled a certain way, being a NAACP member and leader. Um, like she went by the memo that she got on how to be black. Yes, she read Baratunde's book and he calls this shit. Presentation, but with the experience and, and the point at which that really solidified was when I... Um, got full custody of my of Isaiah, and um, he said, "You're my real mom." And in, he's in high school. And for that, when I became a single black mom, that's when I realized that I was a full black woman. Mm-hmm. To be um, something that that is plausible, I can, you know certainly can't be seen as white and be. Isaiah's mom. A couple, couple of quick points. Um, there are reports that at times, that at one time in particular, you looked at a friend of yours, a guy named Albert Wilkinson, and, and you told friends of yours that he was your father. He is an African-American man who Absolutely. is clearly not your father. Was that done to enhance your resume as an African-American woman? 
Or was there another reason for that? There's another reason, yeah. He actually approached me in North Idaho, and um, he doesn't say, use me as your father in, in this picture. Right. I, I want to be your daddy. Hey, that's mm-hmm. how it work. Right. No, we just kind of, we connected on, a, again, a very um, intimate level. By the way, I really want this dude to come out and speak, but I'm kind of scared that he's going to come out and be on some, like, yeah, I seen this white woman and needed to protect her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I really kind of want to see if he's like, no, I'm not her fucking father. I'm not her dad. I didn't know she was going to fucking take this picture and, and pass me off. I didn't even know she was white. You know, like, I would love for him to come out and say that, but there's a 50-50 chance that he would just come out and be like, I saw a white woman in distress, and I said, how can I help provide cover for your shit? And, uh, you know, that, so I said, pretend I'm your daddy. As, as family. And but why point out an African-American man and say, that is my father, when you know that your father is a Caucasian man? Albert Wilkerson is my dad. And any man can be a father, not every man can be a dad. Your lawsuit against Howard University in 2002, where you mm-hmm. claim you were discriminated against because you were a pregnant white woman. Um, people- By the way, even that is her trying to leech off the black experience, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. The whole, like, my parents wasn't shit, you know, my father wasn't there, even though she really did have a father who was right. there. She had both parents in the house. But how many times do you think she's passed that story off on people? Mm-hmm. Mm. But do you understand how people could hear that and say, here's another example. She says she identified herself as being African-American or black from a young age, but here's a case where she identified herself as a white woman because it worked for her under the circumstances. The reasons for the my full tuition scholarship being removed and my teaching position as well, my TA position, were that other people needed opportunities and you probably have white relatives and that you know that can afford to help you with your tuition. And I thought that that was an injustice. If, would you make the same choices, given all that's happened and, and given the fallout from it, but also the positive side of the discussion that has come out of it, would you make the same choices you've made, Rachel? I would. I would. And what do you want to come out of it? What discussion do you want to prompt? Well, as much as this discussion has somewhat been at my expense uh, recently in, in a very uh, sort of viciously inhumane way, come out of the woodwork and um, the discussion is really about what it is to be human um, and and I hope that that Bitch, really what? can drive at the core of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right Karen what it means to be human that's why, that's why she did all this for our benefit as human beings and, and given the fallout from it but also the positive side of the discussion that has come out of it mm-hmm. would you make the same choices you've made Rachel I would. I would. And what do you want to come out of it? What discussion do you want to prompt? Well, as much as this discussion has somewhat been at my expense uh, recently in, in a very uh, sort of viciously inhumane way. You, by the way, you knew, because this always happens, everybody runs to the I was, I'm being bullied, I'm the real victim here thing. With, with like when people call you out when people realize what's going on on the internet or twitter or whatever and they're like yo this person's full of shit uh, everyone's being mean to me and i mean really is it fair all i did you know it's like when when someone's like 
uh you know fuck niggers or something they're like really does does do we need to go in on anthony and kumia like this i mean the internet mob is the real problem you know that shit where it's just a bunch of people that disagree with you no one's sending death threats no one's trying to hurt you mm-hmm. other than death threats you fake right come out of the woodwork and um the discussion is really about what it is to be human um and and i hope that that really can drive at the core of definitions of race ethnicity culture self-determination personal agency and ultimately empowerment but when you say you would make the same choices wouldn't you go back and perhaps be a little more transparent about certain things in your life or correct some of the things that were said about you that you knew to be incorrect you know i there there are probably a couple interviews that i would do a little differently if if circumstances um. the ones are you pretending to be a black woman you mean that we have on record right the ones that you know the ones where you're get, giving speeches on natural hair and shit hmm. um in retrospect you know i, I knew what, what i know now um but overall you know my life has been one of survival and the decisions that i have made along the way including my identification have been to survive and to um you know carry forward in my journey and life continuum you you resigned your position at the NAACP out in Spokane do, do you feel you could have been as effective by the way you should get a lot of credit a lot of people feel you breathe new life into that chapter could you have been as successful could you have had as big an impact had you been a caucasian woman as opposed to being identified as an african american woman i don't know i guess i i haven't had the opportunity to um to experience that you did have the opportunity you issued it you absolutely had every single opportunity to, to do that you did not want that opportunity you chose to run around in blackface right it is what it is right it is what it is and you know it's one of those things where oh it's more video like a 30 45 seconds or something you want me to play it or you want to go ahead and say what you want to say oh you can play it okay yes right. so i'm not sure i'm not sure and finally your two sons isaiah and franklin are here in the studio they are um if i were to ask them if you're a black woman or a caucasian woman how do you think they'd answer well i i actually was talking to um by the way this is a total setup question that she like this is the softball to end it for sure you know what i mean like and then i'm gonna ask about your kids and then we can end on a happy note meanwhile the kids you possibly hate crime how come no one's bringing up the the allegation of the hate crimes being fake no no that don't matter like so child services should be looking into your ass mm-hmm. yesterday and and he said mom racially you're human and culturally you're black and you know so i mean we've had these conversations over the years i do know that they support the the way that i identify and they support me ultimately we have each other's back we're the three musketeers <laughs> rachel dolezal rachel thanks for talking to us this morning I... all right what were we gonna say karen yeah you're talking about um going in blackface yeah the blackface you can wash off right the blackface you can opt that you don't want to be well people better realize if one day she woke up and washed her washed all that shit off her face she could be white and never be black again and i can't do that like my skin tone i don't care how much i scrub how what what i do my blackness 
it's still always going to be there and uh it's just one of those things where like i said before it's very insulting to black women who've had to deal with a lot of oppression and depression telling them they're not good enough going through real poverty dealing with a real life single mom not somebody that that they adopted you know that were their parents children you know it's like everything about you is a lie and this is one of those things where everybody act like it's okay for her to lie because she's a white woman no it's not mm-hmm. melissa airs perry uh you know everybody's favorite um she she said this on her show but is it possible that she might actually be black and the the best way that i know how to describe this and i want to be very careful here because i don't want to say that it is equivalent to the transgender experience but there is a useful language in trans and cis which is just to say some of us are born cisgendered some of us are born transgendered but I wonder, can it be that one would be cis black and trans black? That there, that there is actually a different category of blackness that is about the achievement of blackness despite one's parentage. Is that possible? It's absolutely possible. I mean, there, that, that, why not? I mean, I think that one thing that she said that I found so fascinating was she said her identity is multi-layered and that her identity is very complicated and that she didn't expect for people to understand it easily. And I think what she's alluding to is this sort of perhaps and again we don't know that much about the story you know we need to hear more from her and more of her of her personal story but but there there certainly is a chance that 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 she identifies as a black woman and that 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 there could be authenticity to that these black academics tripping over themselves right so hard for this woman and and the, the the thing about it to me and it frustrates me when you talk to people that are so smart and so fucking intelligent that they goddamn dumb. Yeah. Everything has to be in this world that is not realistic. Everything has to be in theory. Everything has to have a thesis. Everything has to be book based. Everything has to be in this versus saying this is the reality of what's happening here. You know what's amazing to me? I read an article because I didn't want to believe it, but somebody was like, yeah, she's questioned the president's blackness before. And I was like, what? MHP questioned the blackness of Barack Obama, but would think this white woman can achieve the achievement of blackness? And so I went and looked up this um, article and it's true she she in like 2010 you know when he showed his birth certificate she was saying that he's not black enough because he does know his ancestry you know all the way back to like africa and that that's enough to make him not black in the way that american blackness is perceived and i'm like but then i mean has your thought thinking on this change then is that what it is because you seem very comfortable with the idea of this woman achieving blackness while apparently knowing her heritage right this ain't a but fucking xbox achievement the president of the united states who's gotten death threats who's 
um done more for black people with legislation than oh, no. pretty much shit any president since the civil rights era, era like um this like this is the guy that's not black enough for you like that kind of shit is amazing to me like i can't even believe the same person wrote that and then said that like right the, this the same person who talks about her blackness being questioned on the air yeah like um that, that that's amazing and so now she said that and i was like why the fuck would she say that she had to know it would piss off her audience for one just asking that dumbass question mm-hmm. well guess who's got an exclusive interview with her tonight I've heard a lot of people ask you the question, are you African-American or Caucasian? I am not going to ask it that way. (laughs) Are you black? Yes. What do you mean when you say that? What what does it mean to you to Mm -hmm. assume the mantle, the identity of blackness? Well, it, it means several things. First of all, it means that I have really gone there with the experience in terms of... What the fuck? That's the second time she's done that. Sorry of being a mother of two black sons and um, so i'm a single mom i adopted some black kids so there you go really owning what it what it means to experience and live black blackness and um so that's one aspect another aspect would be that i as a, from a very young age felt a I don't know if it's a spiritual, visceral, just very instinctual connection with um, black is beautiful, um, you know, just just the black experience and wanting to celebrate that. Now, remember earlier when she was talking to that girl uh, for her senior project and she said that that was insulting and dehumanizing the black people you know to talk about how they're beautiful and noble and put them on a pedestal we're human we're flawed like everybody else but now it's like that was my impetus you know i i wanted to celebrate them you know by being us that's not a celebration that's mimicry right this is a halloween nigga you know what i mean blackness is a costume you can just put on right and 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 like i said a lot a lot of this stems from that's why a lot of my anger uh a lot of the uh feelings that i have towards her and what she represents in the banner that a lot of people are putting up and waving and you go that shit is fucking dumb and white people raise black kids all the time and they don't go and those white people don't become black right they still white y'all you're not like oh well now i've had the black experience because i raised someone black right like that's that, that doesn't even fucking make sense no it does not and and but the thing is like i say she wants the black experience without the black experience and that's not fucking possible and that's the part that makes black women mad not having to grow up as a child and being picked on and being teased on about your hair about your skin tone about your big lips about your big butt being picked on being teased being called a nigger as a child Mm -hmm. you never had to deal with that because at that age you identified as white so it's not the same you know it's real cute to put on a wig but is your hair really like that no well then i don't want to hear that you know it's just one of those things where that's and that's a lot of that's another thing that make black women mad because it's go bitch you ain't black and and i didn't know i how to articulate that as a young child i mean a, a kindergarten or whatever like you know you don't have words for what's going on but certainly that was that was shut down i mean i was socially conditioned to not own that mm-hmm. and to um 
be be limited to to whatever biological identity was was thrust upon me and and narrated to me and and so I I kind of felt pretty awkward mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. with that and um, I remember when Lena Ruthann chose to to adopt um, my younger siblings and I knowing some of the the resistance to just my independent spirit and creative ways that that I wanted to express myself I was I felt like who is who is going to be the link for the kids in coming to the family so look forward to more of that yeah and it's one of those things softball city right and it's one of those things where Melissa Harris Perry used one of them Don Limit tactics mm-hmm. and you know next thing you know she's on the show it's like yeah, yeah everybody doing whatever they can do to keep ratings up and to keep people on the air and that was my first thought uh, when, when they showed that picture that hey we got this exclusive interview I was like oh okay I get it well are we sure she's not black they probably were emailing her then of course you know like hey come do our show man we'll you know we promise Melissa's really understanding. She was adopted as well as, you know, she was adopted into a white mm-hmm. family and she can, you know, right. she was transracial. Cause and, she's a thing now. They right. get the clicks, get the ratings, get people talking about you. Yeah. I can't wait for Don Lemon to have her on and then shit on black Twitter about how we're the real problem. Right. Oh yeah. That's going to happen next. Right. Right. I, I say within the next 24 to 48 hours, mm-hmm. we get the longest Don Lemon to have her. Uh, now, um, I guess at the heart of this, once there's also allegations of sexual abuse, um, from, um, uh, within that family, the Dolezal family, uh, Rachel Dolezal, the former Spokane, Washington, NAACP leader who lied for years about being black, came forward on the day show this morning to address a racial identity, you know, um, but, uh, she didn't mention that what her previous assertion that her parents went to the media about her racial obfuscation because she supports a sibling who was allegedly sexually abused by her brother rachel does out on today on the today show okay anyway former spokane washington naacp chief rachel does out made the first panel tv okay blah 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 all right according to court documents obtained by people rachel's brother joshua Dolezal will go on trial in august for allegedly sexually abusing a female sibling in 2001 or 2002 when the child was just six or seven years old joshua who is now a college professor in idaho was charged in 2013 with four felony counts of sexual assault on a child rachel's mother ruthann told people of the charges against joshua that is all a malicious false lie rachel is the one who initiated we know it is not true ruthann says the victim suffers from reactive attachment disorder a condition in which a child cannot bond with a parent or caregiver and seeks to cause trouble in the family the alignment with rachel on this is a very bad combination she says our son wasn't even home a lot of the time it was alleged it was happening and i was a stay-at-home mother and very attentive to the kids because of her disorder i never left her at home without with our son or anything like that according to a 2013 police report the alleged victim told ruthann that josh was abusing her but ruthann did not believe the victim and told the victim to stop telling lies joshua dollazow faces trial this summer on allegations he sexually abused a female sibling police then contacted rachel about the allegations in 2013 september um 
and states rachel said that the victim told her what had happened to the victim with joshua dolezala colorado and rachel had promised to help the victim seek closure ruthann denies that she told the press about rachel's racial identity because rachel supports the alleged victim we did not initiate it but when we were asked we were honest she told people right yeah and that's the thing is like i said they never came forward and out at her is Mm -mm. retaliation the news came to them the news was like let's investigate these hate crimes wait a minute let's investigate this person because it looks like she did this shit because they went and asked the police and the police were like the only people that got get into that box are her and the post office worker right it ain't it ain't no fingerprints on this shit right and then they were like you know well what's, what's her background and they l- bumped into her father basically and and were like you white and uh that's how you end up with right. that but like that ain't what she been saying all right we'll do news tomorrow with uh jail covan but i mm-hmm. just definitely wanted to cover oh icing on the cake she's allegedly in talks for a reality tv show i believe that too all the way to the bank Mm -hmm. ride that blackness to the bank girl Mm -hmm. about to be on tv but the show is she really black Mm. black is already taken yeah that's true you know thank god we did name it blackish Woo! could that have been the name of would have been bad now that would have been one i couldn't have watched but um yeah apparently um uh she has a new gig in the works she has filled in multiple offers to film a reality show and is seeking professional representation after a bombshell interview on today's show yeah she better she better get in while the comb hot oh oh yeah that's right use <laughs> a hot comb my bad right <laughs> strike while the, while the comb is hot oh man the uh you don't, you don't know nothing about that right yeah someone said on my uh facebook they're gonna be offering her porn next mm-hmm. yeah you know? if she ain't already been offered it mm-hmm. ain't official to there's a porn about it uh but yeah um they, she's got reality show offers mona scott probably can't wait love and weave shops ah! uh all right let's let's give the people what they really want Gotta hit go 12 bars, Gucci man got nine cars, we don't call them down no more, oh now we call them five stars, five star nigga, that's a five star click, that's a 645, that's the new L6, pay the pay, get a rail fix, might even pay a rent, and the way you give it to me, best money I ever spent, can't even lie, I'm so super hot, do not need her when I keep her unless she is fly. Gucci man a thuggy, yo man is a sore, since she love me, now she love you not, now all my bitches love me. If you in Atlanta, look up Gucci, brother, beat me. You can find a five-star hotel, you can meet me. Five-star bitch, it's a five-star bitch, it's a five-star bitch, that's a five-star bitch. Keep your credit go high, be the nails, stay fly, keep your juice box wet, and your head see if she had identified as a five-star bitch i would have been down with her me too um anyway here are your options guys groupie tells i had sex with rich dollars and it was good while it lasted number two baller girl claims she slept with future a week ago 
Hey. Number three, Groupie tell Lance Gross and his body are the business. Not the business. Number four, Baller Mail Titans rookie Dion Long was like the stove your mother told you not to touch. And number five, five actions a woman needs to see to trust you to lead her from a man's point of view. Blog by at Mitchell Chance. Uh, tab- tabulate the votes, Karen. One through five, y'all. The bitch, you a fast star bitch. You a fast star bitch. I need 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 a fast star bitch. It's your boy, yo, got it. I do grade A shit. On the realest nigga walking. And it's the remix. And I'm still out here looking for a five star chick. When I catch her, I'm a blesser with a five star chick. Alright, what we looking like? Three number three oh lance gross it is um let me put the picture in the chat for everybody i know this is the latest favorite part of the ball alerts judging the pictures right they always find the most flattering picture too i wonder yeah, how it's gonna be the worst most ratchet articles i wonder how how long 11 8 has to search the internet for these anyway um Ooh, I like that picture mm-hmm. yeah i don't even know who is lance gross i don't know let me uh google him and see what he but does he cut with a turtleneck about to choke him to death he's an american actor best known for playing calvin payne on tbs's tyler perry sitcom house oh no wonder i don't watch anything with tyler perry okay so he probably can't act here's an old school group of tell on lance gross according to the tell this was allegedly before eva disclaimer group of tales are submitted by our readers we cannot confirm 100 percent accuracy of any story posted have a tale of your own send your story to 118 at ball well since all these stories about women and celebs have been popping up i figured i'd tell mine mm. with none other than sexy chocolate lance gross now this was before his current fame but believe he's was he's was a celeb on howard's campus since he stepped foot on it so i hear was it a celeb like rachel my run <laughs> my run in took place during howard's homecoming at the night at the club lance told me to meet him at his hotel room even gave me a key when i got there he had just got out the shower so i made myself at home in his bed to my surprise he came out the bathroom completely naked his body is the business she said it was three z's i bet you she did looking at his pink the package was great and he knew it <laughs> he there, knew it he knew, there were no words he just walked up on me stood over me as i laid in the bed with the look on his face like you know what's up ah so i put him into my mouth he seemed to like it most when i gagged on it spelled wrong <laughs> you know that nasty freaky shit soon he stopped me and wanted to watch me play with myself a little nervous but i did after watching for a moment he joined in with his hands and his tongue that boy was absolutely amazing (laughs) he wouldn't stop until i came i think he enjoyed it as much as i did which was a major turn on then he had his way with me i was open he slipped he slipped on a condom and turned me around and went to work on me from behind gripping my butt cheeks ha <laughs> think rachel wrote this uh, she may have as i would try to run he would pull me back controlling me telling me i was his african-american black woman <laughs> my man dingo warrior he hit his nuts and was at it again 
we hit every position i could think he of he hit his nuts he hit his nuts he came oh and he was at it again okay we hit every position i could think of a total workout after we took a shower together didn't he just get out the shower all right anyway <laughs> after we took a shower together he kissed me good night and i've left a new woman we actually kept in touch with random visits off and on until his current relationship and then she put the kind of sad face that's when they ended boo you eva here's comments <laughs> no they gonna have comments v says lance really seems like a cool dude so i'm gonna keep my normally smart alec broke after she busted it often comments to myself yeah uh oh busted the open comments to myself oh so v said i can't even hate gold digging says sigh i'll fuck him for free too he's so damn fine i'll drink his bath water <laughs> star says hu howard uh sandy cheek says where she get this story from made up monkey shit.com girl bye <laughs> and that's it for ball alert those are all the comments they couldn't even hate ain't chasing no she be struggling for her from the womb i've been rich i ain't gotta talk about the money and the shoot game all you gotta do is google trina see the proof man none of these hoes doing shows in the recession they cars get declined now they suffering the depression wives in the meals and all kinds of deals i'm a five-star bitch eating five-star meals my whole lifestyle like coming to america all my louis luggage see my bag how i carry her walking through the airport like i'm in a parade on my hologram logging into each train all right been a while since i heard that sorry <laughs> um let's see oh i guess the race time right yep uh <laughs> music uh now that it's time for some guess the race that means it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land and the world now that rachel dizelle is out there where we ask we read articles from around, around the globe and we ask people to to guess the race of the people involved and the chat room plays along and they are racist of course the chat room is only contested today here's one um a maryland woman was arrested wednesday after allegedly serving milk to her family members contaminated with dead skin shavings from her feet oh I'm, was, I'm sorry that caught me off guard right there you think that was drinking the milk like mm, this some good ass milk girl you put your foot in this you put oh. your foot all up in this and she's like i sure did according to court documents 56 year old sarah p schrock had given her two victims milk around dinner time when one of them began to choke and coughed up what looked to be like dead human skin. How does that have to? Uh, family member Jessica Hurry also gagged. Court documents state and a witness found dead skin shavings in the milk after pouring it to a strainer. Hurry told police that the suspect has dry feet because of diabetes. 
and that she has trays in her room with the same kind of dead skin shavings that came off her feet trays in her room Ugh. according to the statement probable cause filed by debbie you don't believe in pedicures when confronted confronted by police she reportedly denied having any involvement bitch what right then they dna tested anyway shark now faces charges of food contamination second degree assault failure to comply with a court order having previously been instructed to have no contact with hurry sounds like they had some some drama before mm-hmm. anyway guess the race of uh sarah p shrock chat rizzy mm. girl you put your whole you put your foot up in this mm. uh <laughs> it's got extra vitamin d it's got some calcium or something in this milk it's some thick milk is it small uh they would have noticed if it was chocolate milk white <laughs> that oh, just Lord. that just made me lack toes intolerant also black <laughs> <laughs> said joe spacely white people always have a nasty ass caked up dead skin on their feet says recognized taste monkey blood says milk for dinner gotta be white <laughs> that was cheese <laughs> that was, was that cheese on those plates identified as ashy black white because negroes and lactose intolerance are quite fond of one another white rachel dolezal's biological auntie who made kool-aid without enough sugar oh rap film lawyer says so white the correct answer is white (laughs) some of you guys did miss it personally would have went uh black because she she had the sugars you know mm, the diabetes also man my picture thing isn't working on here uh-huh. i can't do you see the picture in yours can you put it on screen thank you mm-hmm. thank you sorry yeah she was white and look at her she's like nick nolte ain't she <laughs> I like nick nolte Ugh. no thank you i wouldn't drink anything she handed me uh let's see a bus driver drove drunk and crashed with kids on board oh shit uh <laughs> um oh wait no can't do this story oh it's one of those sites where they want you to pay for it um the story oh yeah boo. let me see let me see if i google her name if i can find another source i bet you can that has it for free because um Boo, who are these people that think they can charge when everybody else do right. it for free? Okay, yeah, it's on the Huffington Post as well. All right. A New York school's bus driver is accused of drunken driving after crashing a bus carrying 35 students into a telephone pole. Oh, shit. New York school, New York State Police arrived. Anybody got a phone? I found one. Crash. <laughs> New York State Police arrested 56-year-old Mary Coletti of Cortland Manor after the crash. Cortland Manor is a hamlet located in the town of Cortland in Westchester County. Coletti was transporting students from the Lakeland School District to Walter Panaz High School when she sideswiped the telephone pole at about 7 a.m. Oh, shit. Troopers determined that she was operating the school bus in an intoxicated condition and subsequent breath tests determined her blood alcohol level to be 0.13. Uh, wow. You know, the limit is only like 0.08. Well, goddamn. Uh, according to Benzinger, some students on the bus reported sustaining minor in- injuries. Um, authorities charged her with DWI under Leandra's law. The New York law also referred to as Child Passenger Protection Act 
making the first offense DUI, dwi an automatic felony when a person 15 years older or younger is inside the vehicle shit wow they like you do it by yourself you might be all right but you got kids in here nope she's in jail in lieu of a thousand dollar bond um and was ordered to appear in court uh guess the race of mrs mary Coletti. um nice white lady who knows what race she is drunk off that box wine and privilege white not charged with attempted murder white identified as black until police came (laughs) ha jesus take the wheel white limey tosser white south park bus driver white the correct uh bus ride sponsored by pass blue river white white uh the correct answer is uh white she was a white lady everyone got it and i put her picture in the chat she looks so worried she's like a felony right she she know that law did she let's go to the bonus round guys double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race and a bonus round against the race so far everybody's mostly two for two let's see if they can keep it up all right um homewood pastor's wife cited husband's affairs with men in the email before she died prosecutor says oh before she was killed in july 2013 karen shahan sent an email saying she knew of her husband's sexual preferences and his attempts to carry on surreptitious romantic relationships with two men outside of Alabama. Richard Shahan, formerly a pastor in Homewood, was charged last January in connection to his wife's murder. He's set to appear in court for a pretrial hearing Thursday morning before Jefferson County Circuit Judge Laura Petro. In a document filed Wednesday, prosecutors responded to a request from Shahan's attorneys, Wendell Sheffield, who cares who his attorneys are? Uh, ah! Why not when they do that? Speaking specific facts necessary to prepare defense. Witnesses, numerous the email statements, and from Shanahan himself, Shanahan himself, demonstrate that he was involved in romantic relationships with a man in Nashville and another in Europe. Long distance. Mm. In an email sent to an unidentified uh, recipient in February 2012, Karen Shanahan wrote that she told Richard he had to choose between the two lives he was trying to maintain. She's like, you either got to be strictly dickly or strictly with me. Ah, nothing in between. Mm-hmm. I told him that he cannot keep both lies, that he will have to lose one of them. I said that if he was having any interactions that were not right before God, that he should go to God and be completely honest with him because he knows anyway. I told him that God will reveal it to me. I told him that any texting or gmailing that does not bring glory to God has to go. Well, I guess you can't be part of Nick and Reggie's email group. Mm-mm. G-chat. Karen Louise Shahan's body was discovered about 11.15 a.m. inside the family's huge circle home. She was stabbed to death and had several small defensive wounds. Oh. Mm-hmm. In a document filed Wednesday, prosecutors say the email and text message conversations between Richard and two his two paramours include explicit sexual statements as well as a reference to Karen's death. I'm in a legal, I'm in a legal marriage contract that is not an acceptable way for me to dissolve that and continue with the things that are important to me my job and children 
oh the ego on this motherfucker right there's only how many times you think he sat up in that pulpit and said something bad about gay people there's only one way i could become legally single and i have to wait until god grants me that gift it will come the woman i live with is slowly killing herself she is diabetic and refuses to take care of herself physically her mother died earlier the same disease and did the same to her body so i pray and wait it will happen in god's timing what this nigga praying to god like just lord just let her eat another donut please ah! lord i just lord i come to you today one more eminem Lord, I come to you today with my cup runneth over with sugar. Ooh, dying to the grind. It's Nickel's Ball. Mm-hmm. Please give me the strength to put a half a bag of sugar in the Kool-Aid, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, if you could just grant me a trip to Krispy Kreme with the hot and now sign on as we drive by. That's all I ask you. Yes, have a bag for Dairy Queen one more time. In Jesus' name I pray. <laughs> and i sprinkle a little bit of sugar on it to Amen. help me get rid of this fat bitch <laughs> so i can go out and get the dick sucking lord please like he didn't think god would be like so wait he thought god would be okay with the killing of his wife with diabetes but but and all and also the so he could go get on these dicks yeah. that, that makes no sense no it doesn't what what is god's what is his what look lord if you could just help me to juggle the balls i just <sighs> and sprinkle a little bit of sugar on it i come for you i come before you humbled and on my knees just like i want them dicks oh lord <laughs> come on man that's the evilest shit ever the filing states that shahan also wrote emails noting that because of his job his sexual preference had to be kept secret and he could not get divorced in a november 2011 message to his european paramour he mentions hopes for the futures and then i find myself thinking about and picturing myself packing up and leaving my life and moving to scotland and the two of us living together for the rest of our lives i actually Why didn't you do that i actually was standing in my closet the other day thinking now which clothes would i pack to move to scotland i guess the irony of him standing in that closet completely uh over his head anyway or i find myself picturing you living with me in the house here and us living our lives day to day in birmingham yeah because no one would wonder about your dead diabetic wife and then you move a dude in but stabbing her to death okay well that's actually less conspicuous apparently so he also emailed a british attorney for advice about marrying another man and receiving permanent immigration status in the uk he was gonna go to the uk he was a nigga why couldn't you just get the divorce i right. think every time i see an episode of snapped or that dateline or whatever i always just think like why wouldn't you just get the divorce dog take the l let your ego be hurt Christ, you wouldn't be in jail okay now everybody knows you left your wife to go be gay go to the uk and be gay we got kill nobody he probably would kill this man 10 years later ah right, you know what now i want to be straight again right Richard Shahan was jailed for investigative purposes in August 2013, but was released without being charged. Shortly after his release, the pastor took a paid administrative leave from his post as children and families pastors and facilities director at First Baptist. He resigned December 13th, I mean December 31st, 2013. He was arrested again January 1st, 2014, <laughs> the day later, at a Nashville airport while trying to board a plane to Germany oh they was like if we don't get him now we'll because if he'd have caught that flight could he look any more guilty 
Right. You know they told him don't leave the country when they let him go. Right. You know somebody was checking his in there going, oh, did did he go into Germany, y'all? Right. Did 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 you get that alert? He was extradited and returned to custody of Jefferson County authorities. So they just they just called Germany like, can you just put him back on the plane? Thanks. And ship him back. At the time, Sheffield and Linton Lintin disputed the representation of Shahan as a fugitive from justice, saying he had announced his plans to travel and conduct mission work months earlier. In a motion filed in February, Shahan's attorneys asked whether prosecutors alleged that Shahan was solely responsible for Karen's death or whether he was complicit in it. At the preliminary hearing, they questioned whether the state had direct evidence of his involvement in his wife's death. They are doing everything they can to try to manufacture a murder case. In his response to the motion, Lamb noted that the evidence is circumstantial and gave the prosecution position on Shahan's role. Oh, cool. Well, maybe he'll be on uh, next, you know, um, the next serial clearly the state <laughs> the state believes the defendant attempted to create an alibi covertly returned to birmingham and was present when karen shahan was killed while it is probable the defendant personally killed his wife is possible he had an accomplice lamb laid out his, his account of richard shahan's movements on the day of her death he traveled to franklin tennessee for a vacation and planned to visit their two sons one in nashville one in kentucky at <laughs> that's so conspicuous I go, who vacations in Franklin, Tennessee, right? What's right. there? Not Nashville. Right. Your, your son's in Nashville. The other one's in Kentucky. He he must have been, well, it's just a halfway spot. Like, get the fuck out of here. Probably just enough room to come around and kill your wife. Right. Well, after reserving a room at a hotel, he turned his phone off at 3.25 p.m. and brought something at Walmart shortly afterwards. Come on, dog. Turn your phone off so they can't track you. So you have watched Dateline. During the interview, he said he watched two movies in Franklin, but in a later interview, he said he returned to his Birmingham home to retrieve a breathing machine. Mm-mm. Driving from Franklin, Tennessee Hotel to Birmingham takes approximately three hours. Based on digital records, his activity resumed at 2.30 a.m. the next day when he opened his hotel door. Karen Shahan returned home from work around 9 p.m. and was found dead the next day. Richard Shahan denies seeing Karen that day and has maintained his innocence in her death. At a preliminary hearing in January 2014, prosecutors said that information from more than 3,000 of his emails indicated he planned to leave the country to get married in Europe. Guess the race of Mr. Richard Shahan, a possible wife killer. He did it. Mm -hmm. Um, First time he stepped foot in a Walmart white, wiggity white, identified as delivered while at church white, Spelled a rod, spoiled a chaster white. Cheated internationally. Black people can't afford that. White. Fifty Shades of Fidelity white. Snap the Bussy Edition white. Republic A's white. Rich killer white man. The correct answer is he was a white man. <laughs> oh my God. Look at him, man. What? That's disgusting, dog. Praying for dick and death of his wife. Who does this? Right. Man, he was messed up in that religion. Like, did he read the book? You can't do that. Maybe Old Testament. Definitely not new. Definitely not new. <laughs> you can definitely not new. You cannot go don't to want, the don't, Lord. Don't want the law say don't kill. You cannot go to the Lord. Thou shall not kill. Right for for Lord, please kill my wife so I can get on some gay sex, please. I know that I know I know you frown on both, but I was hoping you hook your boy up. Anyway, uh, saw her ratchet this time. Uh, 
Michael Martin hacked to death by son with samurai sword. Wait, did I read this? No. I don't remember. They all sound the same to me. Uh, a bottle of homemade whiskey, a sex worker, and a savage beating was not enough to kill Michael Anthony Martin. So when the 46-year-old recovered a few months later, police alleged someone pl- plied him with a carton of beer and finished him off with a samurai sword. His son told police he was bound and gagged, forced to listen to his father being killed inside a unit at Merwillamba on the state's north coast in June last year. I could just hear the noises of my father being killed. It was just terrifying. I never expected I'd see my wife and children again, he told the reporters. Michael Martin Jr. told police he eventually broke free from his restraints, stumbled onto the street where he was able to stop a passerby. The 26-year-old made several pleas for public information to help police arrest his uh, father's killer. As he did so, police continued to build their case, against him a a case which is detailed in a fact sheet tendered to the court in the weeks before the first attempt on martin senior's life three accidental death insurance policies were purchased in his name (sighs) what is wrong with people today i just come on does no one watch snap but me i'm the only person that's like nigga you don't take out the insurance and then kill the dude like a day later it looks suspicious yeah it does if he was killed and his son took the insurance out that didn't make sense if he was killed his son would receive 2.5 million from the pot you know that nigga made on 2.5 million dollars all day yeah i'd like to take out 2.5 million dollars insurance on my father well how much is his income uh ten thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. yeah he's very important to us though emotionally Police will allege, police will allege Martin Jr. bought the policies without the knowledge of his father. The documents tended to the court also state Martin Jr. rang one of the companies to get a copy of the policy and then asked whether there would still be a payout if someone died because of a deliberate act. Oh! <laughs> oh the worst type of person. Stupid and killed your daddy. Six weeks and three days after the last policy was purchased, his father, he met his father at a courthouse, uh, on April 6th. He brought his family and allegedly gave him a large bottle of homemade whiskey. Martin Sr. left the pub with the bottle tucked under his arm and went home to his home. Later that night, he opened the door in his unit and was stabbed and beaten within an inch of his life. Oh! Police allege he was stabbed deep in the eye socket, his neck, and bashed to the point where he suffered fractured bones and severe internal bleeding. Oh, shit, who attacked him, Aria? Yeah, right. His... (laughs) Yeah, she's do you know and you are no one right nothing uh can you hear me now stab me bro uh he slit his sleeping house guest was whacked in the head with a hard object and beaten detectives believe three people involved in a home invasion including local sex worker jessica honey fallon 21 who police say told them she was paid to carry out the attack the pair were lucky to be alive and spent several weeks in induced coma and intensive care ward i know he was so mad this nigga lived mm-hmm. is, is, any news can, can we pull the plug yet well sir it's very unusual to no that is not a decision that we would make at this time well i mean you know if i some machines in there i mean y'all need to save some power i I mean mean, he's gonna be dying soon anyway do y'all want to go home because like you know we can just wrap this up everybody can go home i mean it's like you know the game is on at nine and i mean it's 8 45 you could probably still make it if we just turn off the machines 
when martin senior was discharged in early june he spent a week at his former partner's house before martin jr offered to take him home and collect some of his belongings father and son checked into a hotel and drank a few beers snicker probably still bleeding out the lung drinking beer Mm -hmm. then he bought another case of beer for his father and the pair drove to the home where the april attack occurred by his account he and his father had drunk too much to drive back to the hotel and decided to sleep at the unit this despite the fact that the interior of the unit was still smeared with large amounts of blood from the first attack in his interview with police martin jr allegedly said he fell asleep but was woken by a hard blow to his head dragged by his ankle into the kitchen an attack about his head wrist lower legs and with black tape before he slid into the toilet martin jr describes that whilst remaining silent he heard the sound of what he believed to be martin senior having his throat cut and based this on the his oh. on his work as an abattoir from slaughtering livestock which also would give him experience cutting throats right the 46 year old was hacked to death with a samurai sword and left partially decapitated oh when police arrived martin jr appeared distressed and allegedly told police he had only touched his ankles to feel for a pulse but police said they found a number of things that didn't quite add up of martin senior's blood was allegedly found on the son's t-shirt and long pants they also allegedly found martin jr's blood on the face down side of an axe left at the scene where he smeared which he swears he never touched uh police also found an american express card transaction on martin jr's credit card for black cloth tape <sighs> credit transactions get you every time uh God. he had to get it on debit i know you couldn't have did this with cash guess when he guess when he bought it when the day before his father's death oh. <laughs> open and shut case watching less than 24 hours then there was a claim martin jr submitted to clearview insurance company for one million dollar benefit after the death of his father months later detectives allegedly found a nine-page letter in martin jr letter in martin jr's desk the letter to his wife candace martin age 25 allegedly outlines their plans to kill martin senior and claim his life insurance god damn you fucking idiots oh i can't wait he for wrote a letter i cannot wait for snap couples to cover y'all niggas oh yeah they're gonna, they're gonna be on it that's gonna be the first ever 10 minute episode you and i would finally be able to have things that snap, snap we dumb niggas right snap dumbass couples coming up next on snap they did it the end <laughs> right you and i will finally be able to have the things in life we ever wanted plans were set and everything seemed perfect police he, he wrote in the letter police also alleged in the fact sheet that they recorded conversation where miss martin talks about how she poured acid over the samurai sword and dumped it in the bushland uh in toowoomba queensland on february 24th homicide detectives arrested jessica honey fallon charged her with attempted murder and caused a reckless bodily harm in company two weeks later police arrested michael philip martin and charged him with several offenses including murder april 11th candace jody martin was charged with conspiracy and being an accessory before and after to murder she was granted conditional bail while the other two remain in custody all three will reappear in the court when the matters are listed for mention Ooh. all right guys we'll be back tomorrow should be a fun show jl coven mm-hmm. will be our guest and uh we'll be talking about 12 years of bringer which it's a hilarious youtube video if you haven't seen it already if you're not subscribed to this channel you should be yes but uh especially if you're into the comedy world like we are and love love comedians and jokes and shit like check out 12 years of bringer so many of our friends from the show are on it ray sani mm-hmm. uh chris lambeth of course jl Covan, mike brown brandon collins uh john uh minus like so many people 
so uh please check that out all right guys let's go watch some games until tomorrow i love you i love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.